Welcome to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. My name is Stuart Pedley-Smith, Head of Learning at Kaplan UK. In this series, you're going to hear from both students and experts as we take a look at a range of topics related to personal and career success in the world of accountancy and finance. My guest today is Ben Grubert, an entrepreneur, co-founder of a company called Inevitable and an expert in artificial intelligence. The term AI has been around since the 50s, but has fallen into general use as one of those words that we use to, when we're talking about future of technology, along with bots and blockchain. But how many people actually know what it is, how it works, and what the implications are and might be for the world of work, in particular for finance? And that's why Ben's here. Ben, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Ben. I mean, had a little stab at sort of running through your background at the start, um, but would you just mind adding a little bit to that so that the audience can get a little feel for what you do and, and maybe even what your company Inevitable does? Neither are easy questions, as always. Inevitable are a technology developer and we specialize in researching new methodologies and ways of creating AI. What we'll tend to do is we will tend to build AI specifically for, for the purpose at hand, which is a great way to solve the problem. Um, and it's also a great way to do it with a strong sort of ethical approach. And what sort of background did you, do you have? And it, it doesn't have to be personal to you, but just for people in the industry, because it's such a new <laughs> world, isn't it? At, you know, when you were at primary school, nobody probably said to you, you know, what are you going to do, Ben? You said, I'd like to do AI. And they'd say, what's that? So how do you wander into this career? How did I wander in? I can't imagine that I had a particularly normal childhood and nor did, uh, nor did my co-founder. I remember um, quite early, quite early on sort of looking into things like fuzzy sets and, and um, fuzzy logic um, when I was, when I was pretty young in the sort of nineties. Uh, so I've always, always been interested in technology and absolutely absolutely fascinated behind the the way that things work um i have that sort of right. natural kind of engineer like property I, I was always taking stuff apart and putting it back together and, and fixing uh, and the same would go for um for my my co-founding team as well when we came together we were solving problems for for clients um and we didn't really know what to call ourselves um so we we did what what super nerds would do, which is kind of you know write an algorithm for it, which is the answer to everything, isn't it? Really, it really is. Um, <laughs> and I, I would actually, I, I know that this is you know, um, jumping straight in there. When I say algorithm to some somebody, they have this look; it glazes over it, and just this fear. What the hell is an algorithm? And the answer is. The way that a knight moves in chess, two moves forwards, one moves to the side, that's an algorithm. It is the simplest thing on the planet. It's far simpler than the way that we think. Um, it is a, a linear series of processes in order to achieve an effect. If, if there is a difference between what we do from a machine learning perspective and, and an AI perspective is that we, we play around with the mechanics inside the algorithms in order to make better forms of AI, more transparent forms of AI, one, um, AI that can explain not just, or not just dictate a decision but explain why. I want to just backtrack a little bit on that. Sure. Um, and I've been doing a little bit of homework of my own, Ben, so that I can hold a conversation with you. Um, I, I want to talk about 
three or four things and you've touched on one which is the algorithm but a lot of people as i said in the introduction use the term ai as 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 being something that the ai will fix it or the and, it, and it's used almost as a as a solution but they don't really understand what it is so my first of the sort of series of basic questions are in your words what how would you describe ai that's a good question i think the important part about ai is if you ask me the same question in 10 years time it will be a different answer ai is the process of emulating human-like decision making and processes which means that the definition of what ai is that line is always moving so this this idea this emulating decision making and 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 action so and, and i think it's this thing isn't it when we talk about human intelligence the reason that gets a little bit complicated is that this isn't human intelligence it's it's an artificial process that's doing or trying to get us to the same point of being able to make better decisions so ai is a decision making tool yeah, yeah. And, and i remember when we we spoke before you you, you mentioned something called direct instruction or cognitive architecture. And I know that might sound something that you're probably going to enjoy talking about more than I am. So I particularly like the fact that you said there's two ways that what we could do in order to, to model these, these, you know, like you referred to the night moving. How, how do we do that? Yeah. Could you just take us through that, that there's two solutions that we could use? Of course. So the two ways of going about AI are the sort of, Instructional, which is like logic-based game AI, which is very, very well defined and all of the moves are prescribed in advance. Chatbots work a lot. Most chatbots work along the same kind of line these days. Um, and there's a lot of manual effort in there to in order to curate those. And on the far side, on the, on the other side of that, we have machine learning or its close cousin deep learning. Um, and that's a, a form of automated statistics. And I understand that um, accountancy is already using OCR um, quite regularly for you know bank statements, um, you know um, replicating that function. Let's assume that we're taking a, a written ledger with all of the numbers and, and turn that into a digital format. OCR is what optical character recognition would be used to do so. The amount of data required is um, four thousand about four thousand examples of each of each digit. Uh, from zero through to nine, and each one of those tagged with the with the corresponding with, with the corresponding digital tag. What the machine learning algorithm will do is it will look for the correlative connections found. What is similar in every zero that it's looking at, um, and it then tunes a sort of a blank version of a model which is when we say we are modeling something, that's the kind of the concept. It tunes that model to be able to replicate the task of taking in the handwriting that it's seeing and outputting the data label. And the result of that, after 40,000 impressions, would be a functional OCR. That model is then detached, and, that's, and that is a form of AI which... Most accountancy firms at some point have now already used. If you take that as an example, back in the day, that would have been manual data entry. That manual task has now been has now been automated. 
Um, so we've got these two these two varying ways to go about it. Very sort of heavily prescriptive forms of of AI and this artificial intelligence. So then we have the machine learning based approach. I, I want to go back to your chess analogy because I think that was quite interesting. Sure. If I was trying to get a chess piece, and let's use the knight. If I was trying to get the, the knight to move, what I could do is write a uh, write an algorithm that would actually say three three forward, one to the right, three forward, one to the left. So I could it it would take a lot of descriptive narrative or coding but but i can actually do that and there's quite a lot of it's quite detailed like a branching process yeah or you could watch you could get an algorithm a machine learning algorithm to watch lots of games and it will say hang on every time this knight moves it moves two forward one to the side yes it could decide that actually it moves one to the side then two forwards but it's achieving the same effect. And that's an important point because AI as it stands um, or machine learning as it stands is correlative. It's not causal. So sometimes it has the capacity to be right, but for the wrong reasons. And it doesn't necessarily have the ability to, to backtrack. Now, it, this is something that's um, a continuous source of research. However, at present, that is a flaw. And there are plenty of flaws. Um, it, AI is only as good as the data that you have, that you give it. Um, it's only as powerful as the algorithms that you the algorithms you choose or write, and it has the ability to be unaccessible. And if built incorrectly, it can be this kind of black box that people kind of mm. point fingers at and go, "Well, that was the reason why we did that." I like this. I like this simplicity on one level of saying there's there's two ways that you can get to this decision. You can construct it in this ordered manner, or you can observe masses of amounts of it in practice yep. and then use that. And it, it almost says, you know, if you construct it on by thinking it through step by step, it's yep. almost a very painful process, isn't it? And you've got to understand it to do it. Whereas yes. the observation approach, and I think that refers to what you were sort of saying about what's going on here, we don't know ourselves, is, is this idea you need these constant repetition and then effectively what the constant repetition does is it effectively gives you a pattern that is as sophisticated as the step-by-step. Step. Well, actually it would be more sophisticated than the step-by-step step in the sense that it's displaying something that you didn't really in the first place understand. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah. the best answer. That's it. We can leave it there. It's brilliant. My name is Yvette Jordan and I live near Chesterfield in Derbyshire. I'm a second year finance fast streamer in the civil service. When it comes to technology and artificial intelligence in accountancy, I know some people say within my lifetime there'll be no longer any need for accountants as all accounts will be computerised with AI being able to scan documents straight into a central system. Mm, this saddens me somewhat. This artificial intelligence is only as smart as the software developers. There will still be room for human error. We've talked about what is artificial intelligence and you've mentioned machine learning. And I, I just want to bring back in now the, the other point that you, you made about algorithms. Can I expand upon yeah, that? Yeah, so, so machine learning has the ability to... Um, give us insights that we 
to give us stuff that we didn't realize we were putting in. Yes. So complex interactions that we the the data had buried inside it, um, it can sort of float to the surface. And you, if you build the AI system correctly, it will tell you why it's making the making the decision. So there's an analytics that can come out of out of that, which is very powerful. So once again, the words that we focus on here for me is what's AI, what's machine learning what's algorithm and you referred to algorithm before but i read somewhere that some people described algorithm as a recipe yeah you, yeah yes yeah so if we were to if we were to use that instead of the chess example we could say that if we watched a chef many times or a, and just continually watch them make an omelet and we watched them four thousand times we would be able to deduct from that how to make the best omelet yeah and if you want to know just how primitive AI or machine learning currently is, all you need to do is look at the number of exposures that are required. And so a um, machine learning would, would need to see huge, huge quantities of watching a chef in order to be able to do what a chef does. But one person can teach another person how to do a recipe once. Hopefully we've got a better understanding of, of the terminology and you started to move into the area of where people can see it. So where people can see AI happening. You've just mentioned um, that, you know, you will see it in banking. What other areas? I think before you mentioned insurance, which I thought was a lovely example. Is it Lemonade or something like that? Yes, Lemonade, a pet company. Um, so there's sort of three distinct AI portions to what they do, um, but they yes they work in the insurance um, area and they've used AI to um, automate the process of onboarding customers to um, which is a chatbot that which they have um, to um, to do questions and answers. They have another chatbot um, or decision tree mechanism, which is another type of AI to uh, create policies, and they have a uh, a third one which um, is the thing that they're kind of known for. Uh, if you need to make a claim, you record a video, um, a face, a front-facing video, and that is analysed by uh, by an AI system, and that allows them to automate all but the most complex cases, um, so you can get set decisions in seconds. That has allowed the team to focus on creating value uh, rather than doing the sort of monotonous the monotonous tasks that they are repeat that they repeat every day you can you can imagine in an insurance world where you know, I know 20 years ago 30 you know, masses of paper coming in with processes and claims and people actually going through this you know the same people going through the same process day in day out actually the, the ai reveals the decision making framework that they're using and then does it in an instant yeah, and you know, once again, we've talked about chess and we've talked about recipes, but that's another good example, isn't it, of how an algorithm is used to capture what humans would have done in the past. It's it's about first movers. Um, mm. You know, it's just like any other technology. There's going to be a competitive advantage to mm. towards embracing it. And I think if you, if people hold the example of the insurance company in their head, particularly from my side of the world, yeah. The, the finance side if if you can imagine 
a situation where there is a degree of repetition i'm thinking here in the compliance world you know about auditing and compliance where there's something that's happening that all you're really doing there's, there's a degree of thought in it but it's actually just repeating the same thing then you move and do it again in the next job that's the area that's the skill set that will be replaced but I think to pick up on one of your points before, it's not very exciting anyway. Yeah, augmented. I prefer to think of it as an augment. It's an augmented workflow. I understand that there's a a, to, a, a topic called transfer pricing. Oh yes, um, yes, we like transfer yeah. pricing. Um, so Deloitte are using AI for transfer pricing uh, purposes. Incredibly dull, very repetitive, um, constant referencing tasks. It's absolutely ideal um, because it allows humans to do the thing that they're good at, which is the things yeah. that computers are bad at. Yeah, and I think that moves on to the, the, the next point I wanted to talk about, which is the implications for jobs in general. And we've we've sort of started to touch on this idea that you know is is AI a threat to employment, it, and, and more directly for our audience, is is AI a threat for finance? Um, so. Is it a threat? No. Is it a tool? Yes. Half of what accounting seems to be is this sort of quantitative, well-labeled data and the processing of that. The other half seems to be sort of um, this complex decision-making portion to do with law and legislation. And both business banking and law are both embracing AI. It is something that is, that's coming in. But it should be thought of no different to the, the introduction of the calculator into the banking industry. If you thought of technology as a threat, then the introduction of the calculator into the banking industry calculating interest should have completely derailed the entire industry. However, there isn't just a set amount of work money in the world. In fact, it grows the economy. There are more people working in the banking industry now than they were prior to the introduction of the calculator. Mm. They work in, they do complex human-like tasks, developing more products, doing customer service and sales, and it's democratized that product, handing it to, handing banking to the masses where it would have been otherwise unaffordable. So my, my prediction there with regards to jobs is I would expect um, people who currently can't afford accounting to start getting accounting. I would argue that there's more room for the, for the accountancy to grow if it embraces the technology rather than runs away from it. Well, we like, ben, we like that. And I think if I was just to add one thing to that from, a, so from our side to a certain extent, from the fire side, there is an element of reskilling. And, and, you know, and that's partly what this is about in the sense of getting a better understanding of the technology and uh, sufficient that that when it is introduced or however, or even drive the introduction yourself is to say, what is AI? How does it work? How does that fit within my role? I, look, we are not going to be, you know, experts, Ben, like yourself. It's not, it's not our role, but you've got to understand enough to have a conversation. And I, I've learned that in just talk, in talking to you in these last sort of two, you know, you've just got to have enough to be able to get somebody like yourself involved yeah. such that know what you want the job to do. And to do that, you've got to have a, a good enough understanding of what the tool can do. And then you're going to have to handle the human side of it as well.
Hi, my name is Jachna from Mauritius, an island located in the Indian Ocean, and I'm currently studying the ACA at the advanced level. When it comes to technology and artificial intelligence in accountancy, I know that the adoption is taking place, but the challenge is present, and as the famous quote goes, change is the only constant. So I think it's important to introduce the new technology into the industry and make the most out of the benefits that it can bring. I also think it's a way for firms to stay competitive in this fast-paced work environment and has the potential of creating the next generation of employees who are passionate about working and introducing new technologies such as AI, RPA and data analytics in the world of accounting and finance. So look, it's it's a good thing. It's going to remove repetitive tasks. As long as you reskill, it's going to help. But now the question says, is, but there must be something wrong with it. What, what is it that you would, would be worried about uh, with the progression of AI, either as it stands or where it might go in the future? So the tools to create machine learning, the raw ingredients are data, an algorithm, and someone who knows what they're doing. The data you can always create. You can always get more data. Um, the algorithm you can always write better algorithms um, to be able to achieve to be able to achieve the machine learning. The thing that uh, concerns me and has always concerned me from a sort of AI and ethics perspective is the human in the equation. We've already seen examples of humans referencing AI when AI for decisions that they've they've made. Um, you know, quoting mutant algorithms where there was no AI. Yeah, we know where that came from. <laughs> um, but scape scapegoating AI is probably going to become more common. Um, the the hope is that that won't be the case. Um, but just like any powerful tool, there is nothing intrinsically uh, dangerous about it. Only the way that it is chosen to be used. Yeah. It's humans that concern me, not AI. Um, AI is far too simple. That's, I feel like that's an important, an important point really there. I'm not suggesting for one minute we can crack this within the time that we've had, but hopefully what we've done is we've covered the basics. Um, and these were some of you know, my takeaways that AI emulates intelligence by helping us solve problems and make decisions using machine learning, which requires an algorithm. This is that sort of basic set of instructions. It's found everywhere. It's it's ubiquitous at the moment, isn't it? It's in, it's in chatbots, it's in speech recognition, and you know we didn't even talk about COVID and the role that it played uh, in, in, in solving some of those problems. And I think I'd like, like to finish on this idea that it's, although it may be perceived as a threat, you know, the machines are coming to take our jobs, for those in the sort of, I suppose, the sort of knowledge worker category, it represents an opportunity in the fact that you can spend more time doing the things that are valuable to an organisation and valuable to people in the context of doing a good job and remove those sort of repetitive tasks that effectively well, frankly, are a little bit boring. So, you know, great opportunities, but you've got to embrace it um, and you've got, to, you've got to skill up for it. Ben, have you, have you got any other things to add to that? Any last words of advice? 
AI is here. Get used to it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just uh, the trick is in the art of the possible, and and the 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 you know in in when it comes to technology, the the people to embrace it and and do it properly first, and really sort of invest invest that time into the R and D process, which I believe is tax deductible. <laughs> um, they're the ones that um, that get the worm, as it were. And one thing that struck me when we spoke before, which I really liked, is you said. AI will give everyone a promotion. And I, I like that. I thought that was really quite nice. Do you know what I mean? I think it sums up a lot of what you've been saying around the, you know, embracing the possibility. AI will give everybody a promotion into the job that they, that they should be doing, not the one that they're arguably doing just now. Yeah. Ben, th Ben, th look, thank you. It's been a it's been a fascinating conversation. I, I hope we've got um, a little bit closer for our audience in explaining some of these areas. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts to help more people find us. Let's continue the conversation. Follow us on social at Kaplan UK and let us know what you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes.